Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B. This is chapter 114, but more importantly, it is part 6 of the 2019 Movie Ranks Countdown. Yep, we're getting close. Today we're going to be talking about part uh, movies 20 through 11, so we're getting really close. What What just missed the top 10? What was really, really good, but not quite good enough. Um, If you missed any of the previous episodes, go back and listen to those right now. I've counted from 70 down to to 21. So, you know, lots of movies that maybe you disagree with. Maybe you thought they should have been higher. Maybe you thought some of them should have been lower. I don't know. But that's your opinion, and this is my opinion. So let's get going. Um, uh, Yeah, so... Like I said, yeah, this is this this is almost the cream of the crop, but not quite. Just missed it by that much. It's number 20 through 11. They're really good movies, though, and some of these are definitely nominated for Oscars. I, I know that for sure. Last episode, I thought maybe, but they weren't. This episode, I know for a fact some of these are nominated. So how did they, why did they fall out of my top 10? Why aren't they all in my top 10? Um, I don't know, but we'll find out as we go through. Um, all right, so let's get started. Number 20 is a Fox movie, which is Disney now, but whatever, you get you get it at this point. Uh, it came out, uh, where am I? Uh, okay, uh, it came out, wait, it did? Oh, okay. I was looking at the wrong movie. Uh, it came out October 18th. It, uh, was limited release. So it's only made $350,000 opening weekend, but it's gone on to make 24.5 as of 123 because it's still in theaters right now, uh, and 44.5 worldwide. Again, that is as of 123. Uh, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58 Metacritic, 8 on IMDb. It did get a cinema score and I didn't see it in theaters. And it's Jojo Rabbit, and I say... These numbers are as of 123 because it is up for Oscar and it is still in the theaters. But um, it is number 20 on my list. Now, you know, obviously it's gotten, it's got great, you know, reviews from, actually, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's 80% Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. But only 58 Metacritic. It's got 8 on IMDb. I guess that's part of the thing. It's been nominated... Uh, I mean, Taika Waititi did a great job with Thor. Um, Ragnarok, and hopefully uh, he'll do a great job with Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, And apparently he might be doing a a Star Wars movie because he did direct a couple of Mandalorian, or at least one of the Mandalorian episodes. He was also a voice in the Mandalorian as well. So, you know, I've enjoyed his work and, you know, it's not that I didn't like this movie. I just you know, had some issues with it. I mean, the premise of the movie is a bit uh, weird. Um, I mean, that doesn't surprise me when you talk about Taika Waititi. But, uh, so it's basically, there's this kid. Uh, he lives in Germany. His mom's Scarlett Johansson. Uh, it's set around in the world world. world set near the end of World War II. Um, His mom is uh, hiding a Jewish girl. And... But this kid is so set on being a Nazi. And he has an imaginary friend, which is Hitler. So he's kind of at odds with this girl. The Jewish girl that's hiding out in his house. And shenanigans happen and all sorts of nonsense, craziness and shenanigans um so i mean again it's one of those situations where like yeah scarlett johansson is uh is really good in it i think she's nominated for an oscar for this one too if i remember correctly i could be wrong about that uh no i think she is right yeah yeah she is she's not a supporting actor for jojo rabbit lead actress for Marriage Story. Yeah, double, 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 uh, double dipping for, uh, Scarlett Johansson. That didn't work out too well for Leonardo DiCaprio back in the day, though, so, um, just, just saying. I don't know. Uh, regardless, um, 
yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously it's a solid movie. Um it's it's enjoyable. I mean, it's number 20. It's not like I hated it, but it's just a matter of yeah, it's nominated for an Oscar and it's number 20 on my list. It's not bad. It just was kind of weird. You know, it, that was more so anything else. It was just weird. It was just like, I, this is just a weird movie. Um, I mean, you know, it's got good acting, obviously, and and a decent cast. But it's just like, I don't know that I'm supposed to laugh at this or, like, feel bad about it. Like, I don't know what the vibe of the, you know, obviously it's comedic. But at the same time, it's like, my... I'm supposed to be laughing like it's about World War Two. you know it's about Jewish people being but like it's like are we okay with laughing at that like I mean it doesn't show them in bad light or anything like it's not like oh Jewish people are dumb let's laugh at that it's more like oh Nazis were morons because they hated Jewish people let's laugh at them like <laughs> I don't know it's just it's a horrific thing to be kind of like joking about but at the same time you know I don't, I don't know, I don't know, like, it's, you know, it's World War Two. like, it's been a really long time, like, are we, we're okay with this now? I, I don't, I, I guess I felt kind of weird about, um, I remember, like, in The Preacher, uh, the TV show, Hitler was a character in that, too, and it was kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be feeling about this character, and while in this case, it's, Hitler is a ma- imaginary character, he's not, it's not really Hitler, so I guess it's a little different, but at the same time, it's just kind of, like, I, I don't know, like, am I supposed to feel bad? Who am I, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel here. Like, this kid is wanting to be a Nazi, but, like, is he? Like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird. And that and that's my issue. And why it ended up at 20 and not higher. All right, moving on. Um, next up is a Universal film. Um, came out March 22nd. Made seventy one point one million opening weekend, one hundred seventy five million domestically, two hundred fifty four worldwide, ninety three percent on Rotten Tomato, eighty one Metacritic, six point nine IMDb. It got a B um, on the Cinema Score. I did not see in theaters, and it's Us. Now it's not Get Out Two, so let's not confuse it. But it basically was Get Out Two. Um, no, I mean I enjoyed Get Out. I thought it was really good. Um, so when Jordan Peele was making another horror movie, I was like, okay, okay, okay. But this one, it just, it wasn't as good. Not to say it was bad. I mean, it's number 19 on my list. So it was definitely an enjoyable horror movie. And I think Jordan Peele certainly has a knack for that. Um, I mean, there's, this one was less racial in its tone than Get Out was, certainly. But it deals with, like, some weird, weirder stuff that's just a little bit more bizarre than Get Out was. Get Out was a bit more, I don't want to say real, but, like, potentially real. Like, I could I could see this happening more so. Whereas Us, it's kind of like, eh, it's a little bit more goofy. Uh, my issue with the film more so than anything else... Um. Uh, and it's more of just an enjoy factor. It's not a knock on the movie itself. Was just that the 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 like twist. There's like a twist. Um, was so obvious. I you know picked it out like immediately, and I'm like, you know, the whole time in the movie, I'm like, yeah, that's the twist. And at no point I was like, nah, I'm, I'm wrong. It's not gonna be the twist. And then when it was the twist, I was just like, yeah, no. The whole time I kind of knew that. So, like, there wasn't that sense of, like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. It's like, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I kind of figured that was going to happen. So it kind of takes away a little bit from the, um, like, the, the like kind of like the enjoyment of the movie, I guess. Basically, the premise of this movie is, uh, if you haven't seen it or don't know anything about it, it's like there's this family and there's there's um they you know there's a thing that happens when this girl's young 
but then like she gets she grows up gets married has family and they move into this new place or they're on vacation or whatever like, i think they're on vacation or whatever but then they're at this new that they're at this house and all of a sudden these people are showing up and they're like all oh, these people are gonna break in but then the people are all like they're doppelgangers and they're like what's going on but they're kind of weird and 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 all sorts of craziness then happens and there's this had Tim Tim from Tim and Eric is in it and he's like their friends that have are at this other house uh, but then they have they have doppelgangers too so it, it it's a fun like horror movie uh, but there's a twist in it it's a little obvious to me and that's kind of what ruined it in terms of being better on higher my list I mean obviously I enjoyed it number 19 on the list out of 70 so it's pretty good pretty good right there but um yeah all right Let's move on. Uh, next up is a Warner Brothers movie. Came out uh, September sixth. Made ninety one million dollars opening weekend. Two hundred eleven domestically. Four hundred seventy worldwide. Sixty three percent on Rotten Tomato. Fifty eight Metacritic. Six point seven the IMDb. Got a B plus on Cinema Score. I did see it in the theaters, and it is it chapter two. All right. I mean, eighteen. Yeah, again, not not a bad not a bad spot. Obviously, a decent movie, but when comparing it to the first one, yes, a bit of a drop off. And you know, I don't, I don't. You know, it's hard not to be disappointed with that, given what the first movie was. But if you ever saw the the uh, you know the original the or the you know the uh, TV um, miniseries or whatever they called it. First part was a hell of a lot better than the second part, so there was no real changing in that. And I think that's just what the book is. So you know the biggest issues that I have, or you know, with the first movie, comparing it to the first movie, with the first movie, it's you know set in the eighties. It's got a nostalgia factor. You got these kids. It's kind of Stand By Me, Goonies, Stranger Things ish. You know, there's that whole kind of vibe where. You know, you got the Losers Club and all that sort of thing. It's kind of fun. But then you fast forward 27 years and it's like, here are all these older adults and it's like, I just don't care as much. And it's set in like modern times, so there's no nostalgia factor there. And yes, there is back and forth with this movie as there was in the original two and the book as well. When they travel back and the kids are, you know, obviously they are in the movie as well and you kind of go back and forth with you know the adults and the kids but just it's like the kids part of it was kind of the enjoyable part more so than anything else that in the 80s nostalgia the new kids on the block stuff you know the you know whatever and kind of like the references to like that sort of thing um whereas this didn't have that it's like set in 2016 or whatever it's like cool i remember 2016 it was a couple years ago it like who cares i don't know i don't know i mean bill Hader was pretty good in it jessica justine james mcavoy i mean it's a good cast it was a good cast and the acting was fine but just like you know and the source material is what the source material was too and they kind of even make fun of that a bit which is kind of weird in and of itself i mean obviously bill sarsgaard as pennywise was good again but just overall, the film just it doesn't it doesn't resonate. It didn't resonate as well as the first one, and I mean I think that's a lot of the issue. And obviously, I think you can you know harken back to you know I mean just probably the book, but also like the original miniseries with that too, which kind of like yeah, that's it's kind of how I felt then, and it's didn't change. So you know, I thought maybe it was gonna be better, but you know considering what you know came before it in terms of it what came before yeah what became before it in terms of it what um it it made sense but also didn't it wasn't better it was what it was it was yeah not as good and you know it is not as good um all right moving on um next movie was uh, number 17 netflix came out on October 25th has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 76 on Metacritic, 7.3 on IMDb. Um, 
uh, no cinema score in it. Obviously, didn't see it in theaters. That's why I didn't watch it. Watched it on Netflix. Uh, and that is Dolomite Is My Name. Now, this movie got a lot of love with Golden Globe nominations, but didn't get any love with an Oscar nominations. Um, now, Eddie Murphy is pretty solid in this movie. He's kind of his comeback, as people were kind of saying. Um, and, uh, you know, you're moving on to uh, Coming to America. Yeah, it's coming to America. It's confusing. Yes, the sequel. Uh, and he's got a Netflix special coming up soon too. You know, and, and you know, obviously he got nominated for uh, what was that, Dreamgirls, a few years ago. So it's not like you know he hasn't been doing stuff, but it's like at the same time, it's like he's been doing kind of weird, weirder stuff that wasn't like what people knew and of Eddie Murphy. Also, again, he hosted Saturday Night Live uh, last month too. So or month little or a month ago um the the christmas episode so you know he kind of he's getting back into that sort of thing that kind of like okay this is what kind of brought him to the table as opposed to kind of doing these kitty you know christmas of the crunks or whatever that movie was and like in the whole um the clumps was clumps, clumps whatever or what was that movie was it? no no that was that was a different movie christmas of the no the 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 clumps the clumps is that what it is and the, the whole um nutty professional stuff um whereas you know a lot of people harken back to the days where he's you know 48 hours obviously live um beverly hills cop that that eddie murphy and while dolomite is my name is you know kind of him playing a different rudy a Moore and that whole thing and uh whatever it's a you know again a true story a biopic if you will uh, you know, it certainly brought him back into that kind of comedy element, uh, which coming to America supposedly will as well. We'll see. Um, but obviously he was really good on Saturday Night Live. We'll see what the Netflix stand-up special is all about. But yeah, I mean, a lot of, there was a lot of hype. Um, he got nominated for Golden Globe. He didn't win it, but uh, he, then he didn't get nominated and nothing got nominated. But overall, I thought, you know, I don't, I don't really remember Dolomite. I can't, I'm a little too young for that. So, like, that whole thing was kind of like, what the hell is this crap? But, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy kind of doing his thing was, yeah, it was a solid movie. Netflix, you know, so, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, definitely, number 17, check it out if you haven't. Uh, Solid overall movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, 97% is really high, though, for Rotten Tomatoes. That's, yikes, okay. And then not to get nominated. But um, alright, let's move on. Alright, number 16, uh, Paramount Film. Came out November 1st. Made $29 million opening weekend. 62.2. Domestically, 261.1. Worldwide, 70%. Rotten Tomato, 54. uh, Metacritic, 6.4. IMDb got a B plus on the cinema score. I did see it in theaters. And it is Terminator Dark Fate. Now, this is another one of those movies. Now, unlike Rambo, Last Blood, where that one got kind of terrible reviews, this one got decent reviews. And certainly, comparing to the last couple, Terminator Salvation or Terminator Genesis, um, it was a little more in line with Terminator 3, but I think, actually, these numbers are a little bit better. I could be wrong about that. But, you know, you brought back Linda Hamilton... Um, obviously Arnold was back again, um, you know, you know, and this, this is another one of those movies where they did the thing I was talking about that they, they, you know, well, they did a few things in this movie and I guess maybe that's where people got confused and maybe why it didn't do as well in the box office as it maybe should have. Um, so they basically reconned everything after Terminator 2. So Terminator 3 didn't what happened, Terminator Genesis, Terminator Salvation, none of that stuff happened. We're going back to Terminator 2, and this movie literally picks up, I think I think they said it was a couple years after Terminator, when Terminator 2 ended, for exactly what year they said. But then they do the whole CGI, like, aging, de-aging thing or whatever, and they have John Connor in there. And I don't want to say what happens because it's very spoilerly, but apparently a lot of people didn't 
enjoy that and didn't appreciate the opening f- the opening part of this film. Okay, I didn't have necessarily have a problem with it. I thought it was okay. Like I understood it and made sense for where you were going with the story. Um, and I thought the movie was really good. I mean, you know, was the new Terminator? And when I say Terminator, I mean like the bad guy Terminator, because there's weirdness with the other Terminator, but then there's another Terminator. Yeah, there's multiple Terminators. But then there's like a not Terminator, but she's kind of a Terminator. Um, but the actual bad guy Terminator was kind of like, he's trying to be Robert Patrick, but he's not Robert Patrick. He's not T-1000. He wasn't terrible, but he was just kind of giving off that same vibe that Robert Patrick did. Because Robert Patrick, when he did T-1000 and Terminator 2, he wasn't trying to be Schwarzenegger from the original. I mean, he was... I mean, he's also liquid metal versus, you know, the solid metal or whatever. But he wasn't trying to be that character. He was being his own thing. But he was a Terminator. So, but he had that sly kind of, like, appeal to him. This guy's trying to do that. It just doesn't really work as as well. And, you know, I, and at no point would I ever say this movie is comparison to Terminator 2. I don't think anything in the Terminator series, no matter how much they try, is ever going to compare to Terminator 2. Terminator 2 was a great movie and a perfect Terminator movie. Like, the, you know, obviously a lot of people still love the original and that's great. But when you go back and watch the original now, it's like, yeah, yeah, it was fine for the time. But then Terminator 2, it's like, even if you still go back and watch it today... Today, that movie came out in 1991. Even today, it looks good. Like, it's just crazy. So, I just don't know how, I mean, I don't know, you know, I know I know. a lot of people still enjoy Terminator movies. Obviously, I do. I was like, I'll, I'll go see a Terminator movie all day. Uh, you know, for Schwarzenegger, it's like, yeah, um, that's what I'm known for. I want to keep doing some Terminator movies. Um, but it's like, you're never, it's like, almost like, could you just stop? Because you're never going to get. If you're trying to get to Terminator 2 again, it's never going to happen. If you put out good stories that are different and continue the story and then go off to something new, okay. But the problem with that is people aren't going to expect that. People are going to expect Terminator 2. It's just never going to happen. So I think that's probably the issue here um, to the biggest degree of why this didn't do as well as it could have, even though it you know, was had solid reviews and and everything, and, you know, it, it brought back your characters that you wanted, um, but I don't know, I, I enjoyed it, uh, I, I mean, there was slated to be another one, I don't know if that's gonna happen, I mean, there was slated to be another one after Genesis, and that didn't happen, and then this one happened, and so I don't know, I don't know, we'll see if, if they end up doing anything else with this, um, or maybe they just say, you know, maybe we're done, maybe we're just done with the Terminator, Terminator films and whatever, then 20 years from now, they'll reboot it with some other new Terminator. Because maybe maybe that's what you need, though. Maybe you need to get away from the Schwarzenegger thing. But you need time. You need time to be... You need it to go away for a long time before you can do it again. Especially if you're not going to have Schwarzenegger in it. But we'll see. Um, Alright, moving on. Next movie is Sony movie. Came out December 13th. Uh... It made $59 million opening weekend, $275 uh, domestically, $714 worldwide. That's as of one twenty-three. Obviously, it came out end of December. I'm pretty sure it's still in theaters doing okay. Um, it has got a 71% on Rotten Tomato, 58 Metacritic, 7 on IMDb, got an A-, minus cinema score I did see in theaters, and it is Jumanji, the next level. Um, so, you know... Uh, and you've probably heard this before and for a bunch of these movies I've mentioned recently. It's not as good as the other one. Uh, it's still good. It just wasn't as good as the, the... And when I say the other one, I mean the previous Jumanji movie, Welcome to the Jungle or whatever they're called. Not the 1996 or whatever year that was with Robin Williams. Um, uh, was it 96? 95? 96? Whatever year it was. In the 90s. The 90s version was Robin Williams, which is, you know, obviously was what it was. But obviously this new Jumanji series is taking it to something different. Um, and the first one was really good. I really enjoyed it. This one was not as good, but I still really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, you know, obviously they twisted it up and did some new things with it. 
different characters were playing different people. Um, the one thing that was kind of weird, though, is like kind of like the actual the characters of the people were not really in it, if that makes any sense, other than the one girl who was in it a bunch. But the rest of the characters that were the people, there wasn't much more continuation with their story. It was a little bit, a little bit, a little tiny bit. But like, whereas in the first one, it was more about them. The second one was more about like, oh, we, how do we get, let's get back. You know, as most to like, wow, these people fell into this roles or whatever. But then they flip flop who's who. And it's kind of, it kind of gets weird. That, that was probably my one, one thing. It was kind of like, all right, you got Danny DeVito and Danny Glover, the Dannys. Um, and here they are being portrayed by The Rock and Danny DeVito for most of the movie. And then it's like, Aquafina, Like, what? It's like, why is Aquafina Danny DeVito? I, I don't know. It's just like... So now I have to watch The Rock and Aquafina do Danny DeVito impersonations? What? Like, I don't know. That part was a little... Eh. Because it wasn't like the first time around I was like, Oh, The Rock's doing a real good impersonation of that kid I'd never seen before that was in the movie for... 20 minutes and was in that other movie well actually that was after that so never mind um or you know you know what i mean it's like they were doing impersonations of people that i literally seen two seconds of as opposed to danny devito and you know and uh and danny glover where it's like well i know danny devito and i know danny glover and saw their characters but it's still them and there now you have people doing now you have kevin hart and the Rock doing impersonations of them. It's like, ah. Because it wasn't like Nick Jonas was doing a impersonation of T- Colin Hanks. Even though you didn't know he was Colin Hanks until later. I mean, I guess he thought it was that kid. But then it's Colin Hanks. But then it's like Colin Hanks and then he... It's like, well, he's not doing Colin Hanks. He's just being himself. He's being Nick Jonas. I mean, as the character. But like, you, you know, so it's like, ah, what... Yeah, that part kind of like annoyed me. Um, but if nothing else, if you ever saw or wanted to watch the the Hound fight the Rock, spoiler alert: the Hound fights the Rock. I mean, yes, they're not the Hound or the Rock when they're fighting, but it's the Hound versus the Rock. There you go. I mean, nothing. If nothing else, that happened. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, moving on to number fourteen. Uh, this is a. Disney movie slash Marvel movie. Uh, it came out uh, March eighth. Made one hundred fifty three point four domestically. Oh, that sorry, the opening weekend four hundred twenty six point eight million domestically. One point one billion uh, worldwide. Seventy eight percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty four Metacritic. Six point nine IMDb. Got an A cinema score. I did see in theaters and is Captain Marvel. Um, you know, stop me if you've heard this, but like, I enjoyed Captain Marvel, but I didn't think it was in comparison to other Marvel movies, uh, that great. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was fine. It was just, you know, and I guess here's the problem. So, with these newer movies... And, you know, and with uh, you know when you're doing the solo movies, when you've done all the solo movies before, with Iron Man, Captain America, um, Thor, even those weren't great. Uh, but then you combined all the characters together, and it kind of works. So when you've done enough of that combining, and even in the movies that were the solo movies, they were combined into other people, like Captain America's Civil War, like. That's Avengers, you know, 2.5. It's not, you know, you know, that's an Avengers movie, but it's called Captain America movie. But we've gotten so far down the line that here, here you have all these characters. So when then you go back and do a solo one and, you know, Ant-Man was fine. Um, and whatever, but, and Black Panther obviously was really good. Uh, so it can get a little bogged down because it's like, 
well, I want to know what's happening with the main story, but then now you're giving me this story of to introduce this other character, which you could have just done as part of the story, but now you're going to do it separately, which is fine. But when you're going back in time and doing a prequel, because whatever happened before is makes it so you can't do that. With Captain Marvel, it was a, eh, it's a bit wonky it's a bit wonky with that you know and again this is another movie that does sort of the cigs stuff with obviously um clark greg and um samuel jackson's characters uh nick fury and uh, agent colson they're in the movie as their younger selves you know that whole thing so that's a bit you know weird to some degree um you know I don't know. It was a fine. It's fine. It's good, but it's like almost like they're trying to kind of catch up with Wonder Woman a bit. I felt, you know, obviously this is the first Marvel women's movie specifically, and I was like, all right, well, you're trying to catch up with Wonder Woman because they've, you know, DC did Wonder Woman and that worked and did well. Not not that this didn't work and do well. Obviously, people loved it and went to go see it. It made tons of money. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And then, you know, obviously, it's number 14 on the list, so it's not... I didn't think it was a bad movie. But just in terms of comparing it to other Marvel movies, I guess is where you get caught up with. And, and for me, it just wasn't great. Whereas, you know, I've come to expect a lot of these Marvel movies to be great. And, um... Yeah, it just... It, it, you know, it was it was good. It was good. It was solid. It was, it was, it was what you needed to do, I guess, to get... to bridge the gap between what you saw with Infinity War and to a lesser degree Ant-Man um, and Wasp to then get to Endgame. So it's like, all right, you you know, you, you saw this tease for Captain Marvel, but what's Captain Marvel all about before you get to Captain Marvel being heavily involved with Endgame? I get that. You need to do that. And it needed to be a prequel because it had to be. Um, but at the same time, it just, eh, just didn't really, didn't really work as well as I think it could have. I guess that's my biggest thing. And comparing it to other Marvel movies, not, not, not near where it could have been. Um, but again, it's still number 14 on my list, so I obviously enjoyed it. Um, all right, so moving on. Um, next, a Netflix movie, uh, came out October 11th, uh, so no money involved here. 91% 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72 Metacritic, 77.4 on IMDb. Didn't have a cinema score. It obviously didn't see in theaters, so it's on Netflix, even though it's sort of an AMC film because it is El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. It premieres on AMC. If you don't have Netflix and you enjoy Breaking Bad, have watched all Breaking Bad, but you wanted to see this movie but didn't want to get Netflix, it and actually it was briefly in theaters, I guess. I couldn't find any box office numbers for it, though. Um... It is on AMC, I think on the 20... No, the 16th, I want to say. Sunday the 16th. They're doing AMC. I just saw a commercial for it as I was watching Rambo Part 2. No, Rambo First Blood Part 2 earlier today. They had a commercial for it. Uh, they're doing a whole Breaking Bad um, marathon, which will then lead into El Camino, and then eventually the return of uh, Better Call Saul coming up in a couple, few weeks. Which I'm hyped about. I love Better Call Saul. But El Camino, uh, Bring Bad Movie, is uh, number 13. So, you know, where is, where as in, excuse me, uh, you know, with Better Call Saul, um, you know, they focus more on the what happened to him previously to him becoming Saul. And then work, you know, there's brief glimpses here and there of what's happened after he left um you know from the end of Breaking Bad so in this movie they sort of do the same thing in and as they tell you what he's doing after obviously the end of Breaking Bad driving away in El Camino hence the name of the movie and I'm trying not try not to spoil too much but they also go back and tell you exactly what happened when he got captured and was, you know, part of that group that was making him do, you know, do the, you know, with the, the Jesse character. Was that his name? Jesse character? 
My, no, that's his real name. Todd. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, his name's his actual name's Jesse. Todd, the Todd character, and he was working with him, and they were captured him, and they were trying to make him cook, and kind of held him captured. They tell you that whole kind of story, which leads up obviously to the end of Breaking Bad as well. Um, so that whole you get that whole background story of that, and then you get the future of what happens with him after the fact. So you definitely get a solid, um, you know, wrap up of his character. Um, you know, they leave it, and I don't want to spoil it, but they, you know, they. I mean, they could, I mean, it doesn't really matter these days where anything is left. They can obviously pick it up again if they wanted to. Um, unless, well, I mean, I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler there, I suppose. But even still, you could do prequel stuff. But I mean, I guess for, for, yeah, Jesse's his character. That's confusing. That's what's confusing to me. Because the guy that plays Todd's real name is Jesse. But the guy who, the movie's just, yeah, sorry, Todd. Um, Todd, he got fat though. I don't know. I mean, not no spoilers, but he got fat. Like you go back and watch some of those episodes of Breaking Bad, and then you watch this movie. And it's like, ooh, what happened there? Um, but sorry, he's in the Irishman too. But we'll get to that uh, later on. Um, maybe it's for the Irishman. I got because he, he was fat in that too. But I was like, eh, I don't know if that really had anything to do with anything. Um, what am I talking about? Sorry, moving on. Um. Uh, but anyways, um, so here's the thing though about this movie and, and similar to when I talked last episode about the Deadwood movie is I don't know that you would enjoy this movie if you weren't familiar with Breaking Bad. And whereas in with the Deadwood movie, that sort of just ended without really much ending the show did. So you kind of get the, the, what you need. Uh, to kind of wrap up the everything in that movie. Whereas with this movie, you got the ending for Breaking Bad. And while, you know, Jesse's fate was left up to interpretation, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, what happens to um, Steve Buscemi's character at the end of Reservoir Dogs. Like, he takes off. You don't know what happens with him. You can guess and assume what happens with him. I mean, you know, but you don't know for sure. Whereas, you didn't know what happened to Jesse's character either. So, it's like, okay, you now get the come up for Jesse's character. Did you need that? I don't know. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but now you have it. It's sort of similar to, uh, you know, um, with Sopranos. Like, what really happens at the end of Sopranos? No one knows. They could have done a movie... I mean, they are doing a movie, but it has nothing to do with that because obviously James Gandolfini is now gone. So, in retrospect, it's kind of like, eh, well, I guess he died. But it's like, is, would he have? Or is that just because James Gandolfini, James Gandolfini died? James Gandolfini doesn't die and they do a movie and you find out he didn't really die. You know, then there's a whole other situation. But it's like, because of real life things, you're now determining what actually happened in a show. I don't I don't buy that and I, I'm still upset about that whole thing. But regardless. With El Camino, you get a ending. You get an ending for Jesse if you that's really what you wanted. You know? I mean if that I just I, I don't know that it needed to exist, but it does, and it was good, and I liked it. And it's number thirteen. Alright, moving on. Speaking of endings, um uh this movie, uh Disney film. Lucasfilm, specifically for the Disney, uh, it it <laughs> it came out um, December twentieth. It made one hundred and seventy-seven million dollars opening weekend, which is sounds amazing, but for the uh, this movie was bad, <laughs> which is just crazy when you think about it. Uh, four hundred ninety-six point four million domestically, as I when I did the numbers. Uh, on uh, January 23rd. It's gone over 500 now since then. Uh, and over a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, 52% Rotten Tomato, 54 Metacritic, 6.9. IMDb got a B plus on CinemaScore. And I did see it. And I saw it twice in the theaters. Once regular, once in 3D. Uh, and that is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Now, here's the thing about this movie. 
Uh, obviously, got through went through some directorial changes, similar to how Solo did, and Solo was terrible. Um, well, terrible for a Star Wars movie. Let me let me put it that way. Um, so this one not as bad. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I think I liked it better than Last Jedi. I'll be honest. I don't know. Maybe I have to see it again and watch it again versus Last Jedi and kind of com- totally compare. A lot of people just really didn't like this movie. And I think it's because it's the end. And the ending wasn't what they wanted the ending to be. And a lot of times when that's what happens, people will just crap on the movie. And, you know, even even still to, you know, not to defend The Last Jedi, but The Last Jedi wasn't what people wanted based off of what Force Awakens was. And people crapped on the movie because it wasn't what they wanted. Whereas if you just take it for what it is and what it's given to you, yeah, maybe it's not that bad. I mean, my issue with The Last Jedi certainly was it it took all the things from Force Awakens that got built up and just said, yeah, you know what, none of this matters. And it's like, well, what the hell? Why? Why? I liked that movie. You know, some people maybe didn't like it, but I liked it. And now everything that mattered doesn't. So why why would you do that? Like, what was the point of any of that? So then, obviously, there was some, you know, uh, issues with directing. And then J.J. Abrams sets back in. Now he's taking back over for what Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi for The Rise of Skywalker. And now he's got to kind of figure something else out. Because everything that he built up got destroyed in Last Jedi. And whereas the other director might have had a different take on that. And there's supposedly stuff got leaked and there was a different, you know, whole vibe and direction of the film that, you know, I haven't seen it. So I don't know. I, I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever. It isn't what it is. It's not happening. It wasn't what was happening. It wasn't what happened. So I don't care. You can fan fiction all you want at this point. I don't, it doesn't really matter uh, whether that was true of what that was, what the original script and whatever was. I don't know. could be someone just made it up. Who knows? Um but we got what we got. And I liked it. Did I think it was amazing? Did I think it was the best Star Wars ever? No. Certainly not. But I thought it was good. And I enjoyed it. And, you know, it is what it is for an ending. It it could have been worse. It could have been better, sure. But it is what it is. And, I, you know, for, for what it is, I'm fine with it. Where they go from here, as far as Star Wars is concerned, I have no idea. Obviously, the Mandalorian's happening, but the Mandalorian's before any of this. So I don't know what happens future-wise in terms of the story. The Mandalorian clearly is not going to get involved too much with anything doing with this. Because if it had, I feel like we would know. Although I guess they could retroactively do it. Be like, hey, remember this weird random thing from Rise of Skywalker? Actually, yeah, it started here. Oh, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's not. But at the same time, flip-flop of that. The... Baby Yoda, the child's not in Rise of Skywalker, so you gotta figure there's not gonna be in the Mandalorian's not in Rise of Skywalker. None of those characters from that are in that, so it's like you gotta figure all right, this is not gonna have anything to do any obviously with these movies. That doesn't mean they can't deal with what's going on there and make those into movies, though. That could be uh, obviously Ryan Johnson had a plan for more movies, that's not happening. Uh, there was the guys from Game of Thrones had some ideas for some movies. Those aren't happening. Taika Waititi now has some ideas. So maybe that ends up what's happening. I don't know. We'll find out, uh, I guess, uh, as the future uh, per- unfolds for the Star Wars movies. Um, and obviously uh, Mandalorian's going to continue, so that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't know what else is down the pipe. Uh, maybe Maybe take a break for a little bit, though, with Star Wars movies, I think. You know, we finished this up. It might have been a little rushed in terms of these last three Skywalker saga movies. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe just take a break. I don't know what the next move is. Who knows? Um, we'll find out soon. I mean, I, I know Disney's obviously with Star Wars. They they want to make Star Wars like Marvel. And it's just, you, you can't do that. I just don't think there's enough there. There's enough, not enough there, not enough established to do that with Marvel, you have these litany of characters dating back, you know, 
you know, decades and decades from all your comic books. You can do tons of stuff. Yes, they can all come together at some point, but you can also do it separately. And there's just so much more material and so much more uh, fan base for the different characters. Where Star Wars obviously has its fan base, but it's like, it's always been like the centralized thing. And now when you're splitting off, if you start splitting off into different things, it's like, I don't know, how's this Star Wars anymore? You know, so I guess they run into that issue. But I could go on for Star Wars for days, and I, you know, I could probably have a whole separate thing about Star Wars and Marvel, for that matter. Um, but we we continue. All right, let's move on. Number 11. So this will be the last movie for this, this uh, chapter, and we'll... This one just missed the top 10. Uh, it is uh, an A24 movie. came out December 13th in limited release. Uh, made $537 million, or $537,000, not million dollars, that'd be freaking amazing if we did that, uh, $46.9 million, $46. million as of one twenty three. It hasn't been released in, or as of that date, it didn't hadn't been released uh, in uh, outside the United States yet. Um, it probably will at some point. Um, it did get a wide release on Christmas. Um, it has currently a 91% on Rotten Tomato and 90 on Metacritic, 8 IMDb, but yet somehow it only got a C plus on CinemaScore. I always question that. I did see it in theaters and it is uncut gems. Um, it is the only Adam Sandler movie on my list. <laughs> I don't know how many other movies he did this year. I know there was some, probably a couple of Netflix movies that I didn't see because boy, his, his movies have, he just got a dump truck full of money it's like make some crap all right netflix i'll make some crap and he's made some crap but this one was not involved in that because this one was actually good um uncut gems um if you haven't heard anything about it it's not your typical adam sandler movie obviously it's a very serious uh you know movie it's about a gems dealer in new york or like a you know jewelry guy and uh, basically, he's fallen in some hard times. He's made some decisions with some people he shouldn't have talked to. He shouldn't have been making decisions to. He made, owes a lot of money to a lot of people. He's trying to do his best to figure out a way to pay these people. He's also got some domestic situations going on. So lots of stuff going on with his life. Kevin Garnett gets involved because he finds this gem in some like foreign country somewhere that's supposed to be really really valuable kevin garnett's really interested in it but then maybe it's not as valuable as he thought it is and you know shenanigans take place and there's a bunch of not so nice people that are after him and yeah i mean it's a lot of a lot of uh a lot of stuff going down centered in new york because of course it is um that which makes the kevin garnett stuff kind of weird Set in 2012, which is interesting, because um, he's playing for the Celtics. But they set it when he's playing, so it's set in the time of the 2012 playoffs, but in the series where Kevin Garnett's playing against, uh, or the Celtics, Kevin Garnett, are playing against the 76ers in Philadelphia. But for some reason, Kevin Garnett keeps stopping in New York. Sure, okay, whatever. Um, fine. But no, overall, yeah, definitely solid movie. Um, again, it was another one of those movies that kind of was getting some Oscar buzz, but ultimately didn't, didn't get any Oscar, uh, love. Um, didn't get nominated for anything. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, good acting. I don't know if it's acting debut. I feel like Kevin Garnett's been in other things, but certainly, like, in this kind of role of, like, a serious, like, an actual role. Although, to be fair, he plays himself, but he does well at playing himself in this movie, I guess. Um, I don't know. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so there's number 11. So that will wrap it up for today. Um, to quick little recap, number 20 was Jojo Rabbit. 19 was Us. 18 was It Chapter 2. 17 was Dolomite Is My Name. 16 was Terminator Dark Fate. 15 was Jumanji in the Next Level. 14 was Captain Marvel. 13 was El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. 12 was Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. And number 11 was Uncut Gems. And that will wrap it up for today. And tomorrow we were, we will unveil the top 10. Now, usually I like to have at least one other person along the ride with for me, with me. Usually Fascio from 
my other podcast, Very Drunken Podcast, which we haven't done one in a while. We need to do some more. Uh, joins me, unfortunately. He's currently in Vegas. And when he gets back from Vegas, I'm going to New Hampshire. You know, we tried to maybe get together and record this earlier, but work's got, work schedule's got in the way. Sporting events got in the way. Other things got in the way. Um, unfortunately, with the Oscars being as early as they are, uh, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out. I'm going to maybe see if he can call in and give his top 10 or maybe just tell me his top 10 and I can reveal it or maybe we'll talk about it on a later very drunken podcast I don't know um hopefully I'm I'm crossing my I'm fossing my crossing my fingers that hopefully he can get involved I don't think anyone else will be able to join either so it might just be me going it solo um solo will not be on the list because that A didn't come out this year and was a terrible movie um (laughs) to, to be blunt about it um but um yeah, so next time we'll have the top 10, possibly with guests, maybe not, I don't know, but, uh, and we'll also give the Oscars, uh, um, Oscar, uh, predictions, um, cause they'll coming up on Sunday, uh, we'll predict, um, I'll just do the main character categories, uh, director, uh, best film, supporting actor and actress, and, uh, uh, lead actor and actress. So we'll get those top six. I'm not going to do like best lighting or anything like that. Um, and we'll get to that. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can find more information about the podcast and everything at razorvader.blogspot.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever else that might pop up. Um, obviously, leave uh, five stars or thumbs up or give me a good review or however it works. And share it with your friends and your enemies and your enemies' friends and your friends' enemies and all and everything in between. Um, and check out the YouTube channel, uh, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. Hopefully I'll have some new videos up soon if they're not already up. I don't know. I'm kind of trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. Um, but also follow me on Twitter at Razor Raider and let me know. Let me know your top ten. Let me know what you think of my top ten. Let me know if you think one of those movies should have been higher on the list, lower on the list, whatever. Uh, but also, uh, yeah, follow me on that and yeah, that's going to do it. So thank you for listening and come back tomorrow for the one man renegade movie ranks for 2019 countdown. We'll wrap it up with 10 through one and we'll also give you some Oscar predictions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.